It's the Adult in the Room podcast with Victoria Taft. That's me. And in today's pod, we deal with what is becoming a social contagion in our schools. That's right, a social contagion. It's a fad. We've seen fads come and go. We've seen fads in society, fads at church, really. You know, they have a lot of fads at church, just ask me. Fads at institutions of higher learning and fads in our schools. And we've seen it play out in schools where the seat of government resides, in Washington, D.C., in the DMV, especially in Virginia, in Fairfax County, and in Loudoun counties. That's where all of this started. And it happened with so-called educators removing information from parents that would help their kids get into college. National Merit Scholarship Commendations. They took the PSAT did well enough on it. Some did better than others. And all of them were supposed to get a certificate of some sort. But what happened in Fairfax and Loudoun counties? What happened? Oh, the schools said, well, in the name of equity, we don't want kids who didn't get those commendations to feel badly that other students got those commendations. <laughs> I know. I know. It's ridiculous. That's right. It's ridiculous. They didn't want them to, to, to feel bad. Uh, they didn't want the kids who did really well and worked hard to feel good, but they didn't want the kids to feel bad. Now, uh, you know, in the name of equity, we're seeing all kinds of changes going on in the school. So, I mean, all of a sudden we've seen uh, certified smart people being told that, you know, we can't tell your kids they're certified smart people. Can't do that. We're told that Right isn't right, and right is wrong. That, indeed, there are no girls, there are no boys. They're just sort of fluid. They're everywhere. We are being told that these kids don't have abilities to do really well in school. They have to be equally dumb with the rest of the school. That's what they're telling these parents. Oh, why Why you bother? Bother having your kids working hard? We're just going to give them terrible grades or not tell you how great they are because we don't want the other kids to, to feel bad. Now, I don't know about you, but I was not the smartest kid in the class. I mean, I think we can all agree. Not the smartest kid in the class, but I tell you what, I did work hard and I tried and I hung out with the smart kids, the smart set. A lot of my friends were people who'd got national merit scholarships. Not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> But they did, and I never begrudged them. I remember one time, I remember, I did a lot of things in school. I did everything. I, I just sucked the marrow out of my high school experience. And a friend of mine who also did the same thing, who was a National Merit Scholar, didn't get the activity cup that we awarded to the most active students in our school class, our senior class, and I got it. And I said, why am I getting it? She's just doing as much as I'm doing. Why couldn't she do that? I was being trying to be egalitarian about the whole thing. Well, the principal told me, you know, go pound sand. She's not getting it. You did more stuff than she did. So whatever. And she didn't, she didn't begrudge me getting that. And I didn't begrudge her getting the National Merit Scholarship commendation or whatever it was she got. I mean, certified. she went back east and she went to some smart school. And, and I went to the University of Oregon, which was a horrible school at the time, by the way. Uh, it's, it's really great now. And then ended up graduating from a much better school at the University of Washington, who, by the way, would never let me in now because I'm just not that smart. <laughs> well, anyway, 
in the name of equity, they're doing all this stuff to make people like me not feel, you know, they make me feel better, right? That I'm not as smart as those other guys and they'll never, I'll never know because they never told all the smart kids that they were getting this commendation. So in the name of equity, they're hiding this information from the, the parents. And in so doing, they are hiding scholarship possibilities, early admit possibilities to the parents and the families of the kids who were awarded the National Merit Scholarship Commendation. They're depriving them of could be what could be thousands and thousands of dollars in free education. Now that's to me sounds like a, a major harm. And you know what else that sounds like? A lawsuit that may be to come. You can count on that. But in the name of equity, they're hiding all kinds of things. For example, there was a young girl who was raped in a restroom in Virginia. And her father went to the school board meeting and threw a major wingding about it, as you would imagine, as he had every right to do. He wasn't violent. He wasn't threatening. He's called them out on their crap. Said, you guys have been lying. There's a kid who's been doing this. And he raped my daughter. And you have said that it did not happen. And guess what happened to that dad? You know, he was dragged away by armed guards. And then we found out, you know what? They passed the trash. That is to say, like they do teachers that who abuse kids, they pass them to different schools because they can't fire them because they are part of a union. But that's another subject for another day. What about a kid? They pass the trash. And you know what he did? He did it again. He raped another student. They're willing to lie about that. They're willing to lie about anything. So now the school boards in the D.C. area are doing it again. They covered up the scandals about the rape. They covered up the scandals about the National Merit Scholarships. And a couple of parents, a couple of moms, mama bears, they call themselves, decided, hmm, we're not going to put up with this. We're going to call it out. And they have. They have. And they've made national news. And you know what else? They have found out, like all of those school fads, it's happening everywhere. They're getting tips and they're finding out other places that this has happened and where parents are not told if their kid has gotten accommodation that they can put on an early admit college application or any college application for that matter. So they're blowing the doors off the scandal. Now, when I spoke with these mama bears, Azra Nomani and Shauna Yashar, they had outed only two local school districts in their area. But now, as I've just told you, it has spread. And in no small part in thanks to these women we interviewed on the Adult in the Room podcast. And so I want you to check out their conversation with me just not too long ago. Enjoy it. You know, one of the things that has come to the fore, something we paid a lot of attention to, has been what's going on in our schools. And we've done that for time immemorial, but it has become especially fraught lately. And the woke took our schools, and now they're after our children's very futures, with the idea of so-called equity, something we're supposed to stand up and salute to, but yet it doesn't always come out as equity. 
And you know how this has played out. The first, the equity or else violence that we saw from 2017, yes, 2017, to the height in 2020. We've seen the teachers who want to steal our kids' innocence and their futures now. And we see the practical effect of the so-called equity movement in what's going on in Fairfax County and Loudoun counties now in Virginia. That's in the seat of practically right next door, adjacent to, it's where all the government officials live, Virginia and in surrounding areas, Maryland and the DMV is what they call it. And the thing is that if they're willing to fall for this, you stand no chance. We've got to kill it in the crib in Virginia. And the women who have been working very hard to get actual equity and bring merit back into school is Asra Nomani, who's a senior fellow in the practice of journalism at the Independent Women's Network, and also attorney Shauna Yashar. And I hope I said that right. Shauna um, is an attorney who's been paying special attention. It's always nice to have somebody with lots of letters after her name who can bring some pain to the other side. Welcome to the Adult in the Room podcast, ladies. Appreciate it very much for you being here. And I'm sorry to refer to you as ladies, women. Listen, so kind of give us a map out, if you will. And I'll start with Asra, because I think you were one of the first, if not the first, your patient zero in this whole idea of national merit scholarship information not being shared, which has led to, you know, all kinds of intended slash unintended consequences. What happened to your son? And get us started off on the issue. Yeah, you know, I'll start with the preamble, and then I'm going to have Shauna pick it up on our Nancy Drew investigation in Fairfax County, Virginia. You know, the preamble begins June 7th, 2020, and that was my birthday, in case anyone wants to put that on their calendar. We got an email at my son's high school, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, sits in Alexandria, Virginia, rated the number one high school in America by U.S. News and World Report. President Reagan has visited, President Obama has visited, President Clinton visited. It is considered a crown jewel in America's educational system. And it turns out that 70% of the students at TJ are from Asian families, including mine. We came immigrated from India. And that day, I just want to set the stage for what's going to happen in the months and years later. We got an email from the principal, Ann Bonitatibus, and she told our mostly Asian, mostly immigrant families that we needed to check our privileges. And this was just shocking to so many of us. Yu Yan Zhou, she's a mom who stood in Tiananmen Square. And, um, and that fall, they t- went after the admissions to TJ. And I didn't know it until I'm going to have Shauna pick it up here. But there was a secret that the principal was keeping from me, and I didn't know it that fall. So, Shauna, fall of 2022, what happens to you? Yeah, well, so I'll pick it up in November of 2022. Uh, I'm working here in my office. I work from home. I'm an attorney. 
And uh, my husband comes in and he hands me this piece of paper and I look at it and it says, our son is a commended scholar from the National Merit Scholarship Corporation. I was so excited. I'm so proud of him. I instantly went and found him. He was in his room. I gave him a big hug. And then I looked at the card a little bit more closely and I noticed that it was issued in September of 2022. So that started getting me, you know, suspicious, asking some questions. First, I thought, did my son just not tell me about this for the last couple right. of months as 16-year-old teenagers are to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So my instinct at first was, you know, son, like what happened here, right? Uh, did you have this for a while? You know, you had your college applications that were due last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. You know, why are we just finding out about this now? He said, mom, we just got them in homeroom last week. And I was like, well, uh, okay, did they did the school send you an email? Was there an announcement? Was there something that I missed, you know, in in the paper or any place? And my son said, no, absolutely not. So then um, I still didn't quite sure if he was telling the truth. You never know with these kids, maybe he lost something or wasn't paying attention one day. Um, so I asked a few of his friends' parents, he asked a few of his friends who also received the award, if they had seen or notified about it before, and they hadn't. So that got me asking, all right, I need to go to the school. So I went to the principal, Dr. Ann Bonitavides, and I sent her a note and I said, hey, you know, what happened? You know, were these stuck in somebody's office, maybe at the administrator's office? You know, why didn't these get sent out to the kids? Was this just a mistake on my son's part? You know, what happened? Box in the garage. Right. (laughs) She wrote me back, right? She wrote me back and said, I received them and signed them within uh, 48 hours. And then I handed them to the director of student services, uh, Brandon Kazaka. Okay. So I was like, well, I guess I go to Brandon Kazaka next, right? As Osra said, the Nancy Drew aspect of this. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Mr. Kazaka on the phone and he told me, he confirmed uh, this was shortly before Thanksgiving. He was very anxious to be able to leave for Thanksgiving holidays, but he did talk to me for about 45 minutes and he told me, yeah, they had them and they had had them earlier, but they held on to them because they were wanted to find a time that they could hand them out to the students at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology when the other students that didn't receive the award wouldn't feel bad about not getting it. That sent me into a tizzy, <laughs> frankly. I, I just was like, what do you mean not feel bad? I, I said, you know, these kids want to be able to put these on their college applications and they want to be able to put them on scholarship applications or these, this is their resume type of material, right? Like if I get awarded an award for being the top 3% of anything, I'm putting it on my resume, right? Um and he said to me, Mr. Kasaka said to me, oh, Shauna, don't worry about it. The colleges know that your kids are smart and they know that your kids have won all these awards. And so they don't need to have this recognition on there. How do they um, know that? Well, I disagree. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what I said. So I said, how would they know that? He goes, well, the colleges get an email. I was like, what? He said, yeah. And the students got an email, too. And. He starts giving me all these excuses that the kids knew about it in other ways and that the colleges knew about it in other ways. And I said, I I don't I don't know about that. My son didn't get one. Maybe they typed in his name wrong. Right. Maybe they misspelled it. I have kind of an unusual last name. So, you know, Mr. Kasaka and I uh, agreed that he was going to follow up on the email stuff. 
And so was I. And I said, well, I'll get in touch with the National Merit people and I'll ask like what happened here and I'll follow up with my son to see if maybe he deleted the email. Um, but no, none of that turned out to be true, actually. Um, I called the National Merit Scholarship people and they confirmed to me that no emails go out. And in fact, Mr. Kazaka had been on the National Merit Scholarship Board's advisory board for a number of years, like five years, actually. And he's been doing this job at Thomas Jefferson High School for 15 years. This is not his first time handing out these National Merit Awards. These kids are smart at this school. The school gets a number of these awards for students every year. He knows how this process works. Something happened, and I don't know what. So I confirmed with Ms. I've confirmed with the National Merit people that indeed they sent a letter to Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology that stated in bold letters at the top, please give these notifications to students as this is their only notification of the award in big, bold letters at the top of, of the page, Victoria. So they're well aware of this process. I, at that point, I was pretty upset with Mr. Kasaka. I was pretty upset with the school system. And I wrote Mr. Kasaka back in an email and I told him, you know, I called him out for lying to me. I said, you lied. You know these kids don't find out these notifications. You, you know you are the only person that is the one notifying them of these awards. And you choose, chose to hold on to them for weeks, even like a month, over a month even, before you gave them to the students. And that's just not fair. This isn't Mr. Kasaka's decision. It's not Fairfax County Public Schools' decision. It's not Ann Bonitavides' position. Um, decision to withhold these awards from children and from their families. They don't get to make that determination of whether or not this is an important enough award for colleges or for scholarships or even to the families who simply want to celebrate their merit achievements with their children. Well, now, what are the what are the what's the fallout of not having this information in a timely manner? So, I mean, the fallout is a couple of things. You know, number one, the college of admissions process is a black box, as we all are aware. I saw a study recently or a newspaper article, I think, that said that even college admissions officers and deans of schools get freaked out for their kids as they're applying for colleges. It's really hard. It's really stressful and anxiety inducing for these kids. And, and you don't know what these admission officers are looking at. What When you're getting two applications that look identical and one has a merit award on it and one doesn't, is that what puts somebody into the accept pile? I don't know, right? And there's no way for us to know. So that's item one. And then item two, there's scholarships associated with these merit commendations. So many employers, like my employer actually has a merit-based award that they offer kids. Um, wow. It's not specifically tied to national merit, but my son applied for it. He applied for it last night. I helped him fill out the application <laughs> and this went on his application. It's a $5,000 scholarship yeah. that he applied for. Amazing. I don't know if he'll get it. I hope he does. It would be really great. College is super expensive. But these types of, of awards can be used in multiple places for kids to help secure merit-based scholarships. They're force so multipliers. That students, not only in my year, yeah, keeping it from my year and other years, that's just really, it, it's theft, really. Yeah, what happens now is that Shauna and I know each other from the community, and I start hearing about her, Nancy Drew Hunt, right? 
And I'm a journalist. I worked 15 years at the Wall Street Journal. I got a little bit of Nancy Drew in me. And so I start calling, too. I call the Public Relations Office of National Merit Scholarship Corporation. I get them on the phone. And Shauna, meanwhile, is talking to program folks. And they tell me this really, like, just circular um illogical system that they've got where, yeah, they send this notice out to the principals and it is the only notice. And I said, why? And they said, well, we want the high schools to, we found that they want to be able to publicize the honor. I'm like, yeah, but what about when they don't? And they said, well, we, that's just the way we do it. I said, well, why don't you just give them, you know, a week embargo and then tell the parents and the kids, no, we don't do it. So I contacted College Board because they have the results of the student's PSAT test, which was used for the National Merit Selection, in their portal, but they don't include it in the student profile. I asked them and they say, oh, this has nothing to do with us. So they both take no responsibility. And if people think that these are just like, you know, little organizations, they're not. National Merit, $50 million in revenue, according to their latest IRS 990. And the College Board has got hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just outrageous. So guess what happens then? I said to the PR person, hmm, you know, my son did pretty well on that PSAT test. I mean, I'm just curious, was was he a commended student perhaps? Well, first she writes back, Shauna, you didn't know this. They tell me first that my son has to contact them directly. I'm like, okay, uh, he'll write to them. But then she writes back and she says, yes, he was a commended student two years earlier when we were in this battle over equity and admissions. That's the secret that the principal had kept from our family. And for two years, you know, we didn't know. My son went off to college. He went through this rigorous admissions process, not being able to put this on his his um, package. We got no financial assistance from anyone. No, no merit. I was a single. I am a single mom. Um, they didn't care. They they just kept this secret. And when I talked to the assistant superintendent, this man by the name of Fabio Zuluaga, he admitted wrongdoing. And I said, I want a copy of the certificate because I never got it. We want to go back to my son's college now, try to argue for some merit scholarship. It is a request that I made in late November. And, you know, Shauna, I still have not gotten the certificate. And that's how our story became very close to home. Yeah, and then I ended up writing about it. And that's how the world ended up knowing. And Shauna... Shauna was um, that brave mama bear, you know, who took on the system and dared to tell her story. And I'm so grateful to you, Shauna, for doing that. I'm grateful to you, Azra, for helping, you know, to, for writing it, for putting pen to paper, right? Because otherwise, it's just me and sending, you know, angry emails. <laughs> right. So thank you. Howlers go, howlers go only so far, you know, at some point yes. you have to put, you, you actually have to speak it. And then you have to tell it. Yeah. And that's, of course, part of what yeah. you're doing now. Of course, we're down at the we're the yes. the end of the tail on this kite because you guys have been flying at no, high for a while. Told, no, you're not. You're not. You're not at the end of the kite because this is this is just the tip of the iceberg. We don't even know what we don't know right now. Like we are just learning and exploring. And Victoria, you're right in it with us right now. 
Tell me, for example, that's PSATs is in sophomore year. Is that was that when they do those? That junior was, that's year. What, junior oh, it was year. junior year. Okay, for so for whatever reason, I thought it was sophomore year because I think that's when I took it and well, sometimes failed miserably. They take, like you take the test early, oh, the sometimes pre in order to practice. Ah, well, okay. this, is that's the this is the PSAT, but sometimes they take it earlier to practice. But the mm-hmm. actual one that counts for the national merit competition is taken junior year. Okay. So, uh, I mean, there, there's summer programs you can get into before college that put you in a better, uh, you know, better, better view, uh, better step up, uh, in college admissions, admissions processes. I mean, you, there are all kinds of things that one could use that immediately for to attain certain, certain, uh, you know, experiences and such that would look good on a resume. Let's just be honest. And they've, ret- they've withheld that from your children and they're just sort of hoping you guys go away. Is there an is there a federal civil rights lawsuit here somewhere? Um, possibly, <laughs> right? So currently, Victoria, our attorney general in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Jason Miares, has launched an investigation into uh, human rights violations under the Virginia um, Human Rights Act that they have in place. So he has launched that investigation into this particular er- uh, situation with the National Merit Scholarship. Uh, awards being withheld. And he's also launched a second one with respect to the updated admissions policy at Thomas Jefferson High School. What I would just add is that, why does this matter? You know, this isn't just some little piece of paper that just gets dropped on a kid's um, desk, right? This is a ticket into their future. And why, why does this come to the level of civil rights violations? There's a few few items. The admissions process was rigged so that it would reduce the percentage of Asian students at this number one high school. And we won a federal judgment by a federal judge, Claude Hilton, that did rule that the new admissions process that removed a merit-based test, much like the PSAT, is patently unconstitutional. So, you know, Shauna, I didn't learn my law as, as you did. I didn't even know what the 14th Amendment protected because I took it for granted in the United States of America in that summer of 2020. But man, I know it now. And the data point that folks might be interested to know is that at TJ, the percentage of semifinalists, that's sort of like an indicator for the commended students, they're just one level up, that is Asian is 70%. So 70% of the TJ students are Asian that receive that award. At a second high school that was discovered to also have withheld the commended certificates, it's 66% at Langley High School. And another high school called Westfield High School, it's 80% of the students are Asian. So what has happened, you, you um, talked about this in the introduction, Victoria, is that in this, you know, march to equity, we have allowed discrimination and racism to be justified in this social justice campaign that is actually, in my eyes, not only um, immoral and unethical, but illegal. And, and that's, the real, that's the real assault on not just kids and families, but on America and America's sense of equality and justice that we're, we're waging here. We're, we're waging a battle to keep that sense of fairness that we, you know, believe in in this country alive. That's, that's really the stakes are so high. 
And the stakes are high. I Two reasons the stakes are high. One is because these are government parents who are ostensibly in some leadership roles of sort, sorts uh, who should know better and should stand up and fight for the kids. Because if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. And indeed, it's happening elsewhere, isn't it? Because Oswald, you were telling me that, the, of course, the the person who's the superintendent in uh, Fairfax County is the former superintendent of a Seattle area public school system in North Shore, just North Seattle, and that you're hearing from parents there because something similar is happening here. Yes, Shauna, the night that, you know, the Fairfax County School Board um, voted to bring in Michelle Reed as superintendent, I was getting DMs and Twitter from parents there going, we are so relieved, but now she's your problem. And they have been sending me, you know, just a tip sheet on her tactics and what they are are the same blueprint that is being used in school districts all over the place where equity is being used as a Trojan horse for inequality. And they're not even keeping it a secret. She just hired the same contractor that she used in North Shore Public Schools, a man um, who has started a company called Performance Fact Incorporated, and paying him $455,000, sole source, no bid contract, which parents around here understand very well how that happens. And um, one of his big messages this fall was equal outcomes for every student. And that's exactly what happens then when you take away awards and certificates from kids. And that is just diabolical and dangerous. And so parents have awakened to that larger threat too. And we're so grateful to the Washington state parents for making us even smarter and stronger. One of the tips that I got was that um, superintendent Reed works really hard. And I told this dad, nobody works as hard as the parents of Northern Virginia. We work so hard for our families and our kids, and she's never going to be able to outwork us. I, I like that sentiment. Here's what the person who the consultant hired at $450,000 in a no-bid contract said. I got this quote from Kenny. The goal is equal outcomes, and what we need to be equitable about is the access. In a very real sense, many districts struggle with this. To have true equity, you have to be purposefully unequal when it comes to resources. Yeah, it's just, it's just so unconscionable. No unconscionable. It's I when I heard that, and that I heard first. This is I love the way Mama Bears and Papa Bears talk to each other. So Shauna, I got that from a Princeton Public Schools dad who said, "Oh, oh, you got you guys hired him. You got to hear what he told our school board." Wow. So that quote came from this public school dad in New Jersey, and I just love that because you know um, Paulo Coelho says when you're doing your heart's work, the con- universe conspires to help you, and that's mm-hmm. what I feel like we're doing. You know, like. Shauna got answers. I got answers. We found a place to publish this, the findings. You've connected with us, Victoria. You know, we're all conspiring together for a greater good. And that's the future of these kids. I'm, I'm, I'm called the adult in the room for a reason. And it's because I'm older and I lived through all this before. And, you know, we, we fought. And I mean, I, we were inculcated with the idea that separate but equal was bad. And I mean, I was part of a desegregation school in the, in the seventies. And so I saw it first up by, you know, busing and the disaster. And in some cases, success that was. Uh, so this is just a bad 
memory for me. This whole thing where inequality as uh, you know, infused in the schools for the sake of inequality, so-called equity. Um, it's it's a bad dream. I've seen it before. It doesn't play out well. This isn't what parents want. They're not asking parents what they want. Of course, we want every kid to have as many opportunities as possible to succeed and to be their best version of themselves. That's what we all want. Mm -hmm. But we don't get to equal mm -hmm. outcomes by discriminating against the kids on the front end. You know, the, the back end would be great if everybody was going to be able to be their best possible self. I want that for kids, but this isn't the way to do it. And it's not the way to do it by holding merit certificates, holding awards, withholding celebrations for academic achievement away from children and their families. Bring back meritocracy and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And I'll bet you anything that people will aspire to be even better as a result of bringing meritocracy back in the schools. These people have no idea what they're playing with. And I appreciate you both so much for being on the Adult in the Room podcast and talking about your experience. I mean, I can remember just fighting for equality. And, and now all of a sudden, we're supposed to be fighting for inequality. That's oh, just absurd. Absolutely absurd. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. The future of America really depends on this kind of courage. And so thank you, Sean. And thank you, Victoria. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Adult in the Room podcast. To keep the programs you like to listen to, please rate this podcast with a fantastic five stars on your Apple podcast app every time you listen. And give me a great review. Plus, of course, subscribe to the podcast. It makes a difference with the big tech algorithm and the big tech oligarchs. And it makes us easier to find. Please get in touch with me on all the big tech stuff. Yeah, we're still there. Using the names Victoria Taft or the Adult in the Room podcast on MeWe, Parlor, Minds, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks to 1A Cast for imaging, editing, and production. The fantastic song is Gospel by the March 4th Band of Portland, Oregon. Music for Antifa versus Mike Strickland is Ride or Die by Raps by RC. The Adult in the Room podcast is also a production of Flamingo Road Studios. Remember, head up, heart out, and strive to be the adult in the room. Till next time, mischief managed. <laughs>